Welcome to this lecture, which is in a series sponsored by the LSE European Institute, Sciences Po in Paris, and the French Embassy in London, as part of the 2008 Franco-British Europe Dialogue, although Eurosceptics are doing their best to put us all in the dark. Um, and Pierre and I, indeed, were just discussing as we came in the undercurrents of the current Franco-British dialogue as to whether or not we will again have a relaunch of European defence cooperation as one of the projects of the French presidency in the second half of this year as very much a, another Franco-British exercise. And I well remember the last Franco-British exercise, Pierre, in which at one point some of us uh, were trying very hard to ensure that uh, to symbolize Franco-British defense cooperation, we would have British troops marching down the Champs-Élysées um, and the band was chosen um, and the particular guard regiment had been chosen and President Chirac vetoed it. So these things are immensely complicated. Um, however, we hope that it will happen again. Pierre Hasner, um, as most of you will know, has written about a range of European and transatlantic international relations over a very long period um, and is one of the leading French independent experts uh, on uh, transatlantic relations, NATO, and world order. And he's chosen his title this evening, The West in a New World, What Future for Transatlantic Relations? And just before I let you go, Pierre, I, I will now tell you that last night my wife and I had dinner with Professor Karl Kaiser now at uh, Harvard, and he told me that he has now renamed the course he offers because transatlantic relations is not something that attracts students at Harvard anymore, and some of them are not sure what it means. So he has now renamed the course the United States and Europe in a global order, because global order is something that students at the Kennedy School are still interested in. Uh, so if they attach the United States and Europe to that, they still understand what he's talking about. So the future of transatlantic relations is interesting, and we look forward very much to hearing what you're going to say. You can stand up or sit down, whatever you prefer. I prefer to sit down, but uh, often I have to uh, stand up while people, uh, told people I could sit down. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see how it goes with the uh, mic. Is that, uh, I don't know if that's all right or not. Uh, well, uh, thank you uh, very much, uh, William. I feel in a way like uh, uh, coming uh, home again if uh, you allow an old man to have a, a minute of uh, uh, sentimental and nostalgic uh, remembrance. I started in this business uh, with a conference uh, organized at LSE uh, when uh, a great part of the audience wasn't born in the 1965. And uh, then I spent uh, um, six months as the uh, IISS, which then was simply ISS, uh, Institute for Strategic Studies, and that was my initiation to this uh, whole world. So through the 60s and 70s, I, I felt that this was uh, really 
my intellectual home. And uh, I, I was thinking, I don't know if you, um, the younger among you still know his name, but at that time, uh, I had a great friend, uh, Philip Windsor, who was teaching uh, LSE, and every year was uh, uh, giving a talk about the state of uh, Atlantic relations, which appeared then in the world today. And I feel uh, kind of uh, funny doing it uh, in his place today and having uh, so many friends from the time which no longer are here. Enough for the sentimental uh, remembrance, but it, it does mean uh, something for me. Um, why uh, why the, the title? Uh, uh, because uh, uh, it seems to me, this is my general thinking, that uh, the uh, transatlantic uh, relations aren't going uh, so uh, uh, badly. Uh, they are uh, the big uh, crisis of uh, uh, 2003 in particular, but uh, all the uh, first uh, uh, tenure of uh, George Bush uh, is over. You have, uh, um, uh, as uh, is often pointed out, uh, in uh, Sarkozy and Angela Merkel, people who are uh, much more uh, pro-American. I uh, read uh, in this uh, second uh, uh, Bush administration it was uh, much uh, uh, more uh, paying lip service to Europe, to multilateralism, we went to uh, Brussels and, and so forth. And uh, I, in the papers in the last uh, few days, uh, I read an allusion to uh, what uh, William just mentioned, uh, a, a new uh, Samalo being in a way in the, in the office between France and Britain. Uh, the, uh, there is a declaration by the American ambassador to NATO that uh, uh, it's all right to have a, a European uh, defense which will have its autonomy uh, because, as you know, uh, uh, probably uh, Sarkozy said he was ready to re-enter in the integrated structures of NATO uh, on condition that uh, the Americans accepted that there should be an effort to autonomous defense and the United States was always uh, reluctant on that, there were the three Ds of uh, Madeleine Albright, uh, uh, no duplication, uh, no decoupling, and I forgot what the third uh, uh, D no was. No discrimination. No discrimination. And uh, lo and behold, the uh, EADS uh, gets uh, uh, a beating Boeing uh, for uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, very great uh, co uh, contract uh, with the uh, Pentagon. Uh, so in a way, uh, things uh, seem uh, uh, very, um, uh, very hopeful there. And uh, yet, uh, uh, it seems to me that uh, the problem is not so much when we look, when Americans and Europeans look at each other, but uh, when they look at the rest of the world. Because if you uh, look uh, at the Middle East, if you look at Afghanistan, and I thought I would uh, like to start with Afghanistan because this is a problem of uh, uh, today in the crisis. Uh, the world uh, has changed, uh, uh, as uh, these Harvard uh, students, uh, I think, are right in feeling. And uh, the problem is uh, not so much uh, uh, simply the uh, balance, uh, conflict, and the cooperation between Europe and America, but uh, what together or uh, uh, separately or in a separately but coordinated way uh, we can do the front of the new uh, challenges uh, of uh, the world. 
because the world uh, has, uh, uh, has changed and so uh, is, uh, international relations in a way have changed and so has uh, NATO or uh, at least it has to. Uh, it seems to me that uh, uh, in a way uh, alliance relationships uh, are uh, more than uh, before uh, uh, affected by the two extremes are taken in uh, the uh, uh, mainstream of uh, uh, the uh, uh, fragment globalization and fragmentation of the uh, trend towards uh, renationalization produced partly as a reaction to uh, globalization and it's with that in mind that we must uh, look at uh, uh, what can be the function of NATO in particular and what uh, can be uh, the, uh, 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 how it can affect the relations between us within the West because in a way uh, the West, uh, uh, many people after the end of the Cold War have written books or articles saying does the West uh, still exist uh, and obviously it doesn't have the obvious uh, uh, justification of a common uh, Soviet uh, threat. Uh, one goes back to uh, philosophic and cultural things and there one can say there are different uh, and, and so on, but uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in a way, uh, what is certain is that it's no longer the center of the world. It cannot, this is something which I feel uh, very uh, strongly, we cannot be uh, both uh, judges who say uh, 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 what the truth is, the universal truth, and the judge who lies in the policeman who uh, then ex executes it. Uh, my main question in the few things which I've written in the last few years is this question, how can we, in a way we have a greater con uh, conscience, uh, or consciousness of what we have in common because uh, uh, still uh, it's the same civilization, it's, uh, uh, as uh, uh, the rhetoric goes, the same values and so on, uh, uh, certainly the, uh, in uh, front of uh, other powers, uh, other cultures and so on. But the question is how uh, do, can we uh, defend our interests, our principles and our influence in a world which we can no longer control and in which our legitimacy is uh, challenged. This is my uh, general uh, uh, question and I think it's a question which is uh, raised whether we talk of a proliferation in Iran or whether we talk of uh, democracy promotion, all these things which have uh, um, uh, an intra-Western uh, uh, side but which are mainly relations of the West with the rest of the world. And uh, the, while, as I said, uh, in institutional terms and in West-West terms, uh, the, the last news, without being absolutely spectacular or certain, are going in the positive way, if you look at the famous arc of crisis, if you look at Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Palestine and Israel, uh, you, you see uh, developments which are uh, extraordinarily um, uh, worrying and in which the, the question is uh, uh, what, uh, uh, what can uh, uh, the West do about it and what uh, 
distribution of power over responsibilities uh, uh, about it. And the uh, immediate question, uh, I uh, won't treat it now, I hope to come uh, uh, back to it uh, later, but is the Afghanistan where the American someone as moderate uh, and as uh, uh, identified with uh, moderation, multilateralism as uh, uh, Defense Secretary Gates uh, uh, is uh, having uh, uh, really dramatic tones addressing to the Europeans saying, okay, uh, you didn't like uh, Iraqi, his uh, subtext is maybe you were right, but Afghanistan you approved, you had the idea of uh, invoking the Article uh, 5 uh, and so on. So either you are in it or not, it's turning very badly. Uh, it, uh, it may very well uh, fail. So uh, where are you with all your caveats? Uh, I'll come back on the, on the caveats. Uh, that is a reservation which uh, each uh, country makes to the uh, form of its uh, contribution, and that has to do with its domestic policy as well as with the reaction it fears uh, from uh, the rest uh, uh, of the world. So it's in a way uh, uh, a new uh, edition of uh, something which we've always known ever since uh, NATO exists, that the uh, uh, Americans uh, want the Europeans to contribute more in troops and in uh, money, but uh, don't particularly want uh, uh, to give them influence, and the uh, Europeans want more influence, but uh, don't particularly want to spend uh, more uh, money and more troops. Uh, how uh, can one um, uh, go um, uh, from uh, uh, out of this uh, perennial uh, uh, opposition or uh, misunderstanding uh, uh, at a time which is in a way uh, quite uh, dramatic and quite uh, uh, perhaps uh, tragic because the last things I've seen, uh, the papers by Anthony Cordesman, uh, a big study for the Congressional Service by, uh, on, uh, on Iran, See, uh, for the first time in a, in a long time, they say both uh, Iraq too is winnable because of the surge uh, and Afghanistan is winnable, but just barely and uh, for the time being, uh, it's even more in trouble uh, than, uh, than Iraq. And what should the, uh, um, the Europeans do? Uh, here is, uh, uh, I think, a, a kind of a catch-22 uh, thing because uh, uh, some people, I've seen papers saying what should do a great bargain with the Americans, people like Francois Bour, who we all know, say, okay, the Americans may be right, but uh, we can't uh, support uh, uh, a strategy which uh, uh, is uh, military and alienates the population in Afghanistan, and uh, the key is Pakistan, and the Americans have mishandled uh, the relation with Pakistan. This is all very true, but uh, uh, once one has said that, the situation is what it is. So people come up with, uh, okay, one should have a, a grand bargain uh, if you change your strategy, if you accept your, uh, our advice, uh, then we come in uh, in force. But I'm not sure uh, that uh, <coughs> 
or the Europeans are ready even then uh, to come in in force. This was, uh, uh, we'll uh, have uh, proof uh, uh, a year from now if uh, the Democrats win. It was a case with Kerry that uh, uh, the Europeans were more for the Democrats, but the Democrats uh, did all their uh, uh, campaign saying we have to bring in the Allies more, and uh, everybody, at least in Paris, uh, was slightly disquieted in uh, seeing Mr. Holbrook, who knows uh, from uh, Dayton, coming and saying, okay, well, now we are going to be multilateral, uh, uh, where are your uh, divisions, uh, um, and so on. So there is uh, that, but even if there was an understanding on that, we're still stuck with a situation with the heritage of the past, uh, where in general, I think the uh, advice of the Europeans, uh, I say the Europeans, not all Europeans, obviously, uh, was rather right, uh, that it's uh, uh, easy to win, but what do you do afterwards, uh, and so on. But uh, uh, now the situation is that, and even if when uh, the Americans were to tell them, so what should we do now, uh, we accept everything you say, it's a very long-range thing, so that means that Europeans and Americans uh, are uh, uh, going to have to stay there uh, for years, and it's uh, noticeable that uh, the, the Democratic candidates in the United States uh, uh, recently haven't uh, said we have to uh, get out immediately. So these problems will be with us, and it's not necessarily out of disagreement. I happen to be where many of you probably don't uh, agree, but but I think uh, uh, that uh, the policy on uh, uh, Israel and Palestine and uh, Hamas and all that uh, uh, in the Middle East is a terrible mess. And uh, while I thought the uh, Europeans uh, were uh, rather too grandiloquent and uh, vocal, uh, they were right to uh, disapprove of uh, Iraq, perhaps not so right to campaign in the way they did. But on the other hand, I think uh, with the Middle East uh, and so on, and it's just been uh, following the Americans in asking for elections, but then refusing the result and, and uh, uh, thinking that one can have a, a peace with, uh, with uh, uh, Abu Mansen Abbas when it's obvious that uh, uh, then uh, uh, the provocations from the two extremes uh, will uh, expose him as uh, being the tool of the Westerners and he won't have the authority. So we have a terrible mess in uh, what we, we will do, and we are stuck uh, with this uh, uh, long-range uh, uh, things which, uh, supposing we agreed, it could only be uh, uh, long-range and uh, uh, on, uh, uh, going on at the beginning with a situation which is really uh, very uh, bad. Uh, that is, in a way, uh, my starting point and uh, reflection of my uh, general point. Secondly, then, on uh, NATO. Uh, I'm no longer, if I ever was, uh, really a specialist of NATO in the purely institutional or military things, but it seems to me if I think of the um, debates uh, uh, at the time of the goal and uh, then uh, afterwards, that we have a funny situation uh, where, uh, uh, in a way, 
the goal has won. With all these caveats, we don't have this uh, integrated uh, United Alliance. We have a variable geometry alliance where it always was the case that the Scandinavians didn't want nuclear weapons on their soil uh, and uh, France didn't uh, want this or that. But now it has become really uh, generalized. It's a, a caveat alliance, uh, that is, everybody uh, wants to do something, but uh, uh, with a caveat that he doesn't want to be in the zone uh, which is too dangerous or he wants to be in a peacekeeping uh, uh, thing or not, except a, a few uh, countries, uh, uh, the British, the Canadians, the Australians, the Dutch, who are uh, really uh, participating in some special forces also from the Germans and the Americans. But the way the domestic polity uh, goes, uh, at least in Germany, is uh, really excluded that the Germans could uh, engage really in a fighting thing, that the, the thing goes, whatever Merkel's wishes uh, would be, goes rather in the other direction of uh, uh, the SPD for electoral reasons, going more in the further direction or even uh, uh, more uh, 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 less pro-American uh, pro uh, uh, and so on. And on the other hand, on the issue uh, of uh, NATO's uh, enlargement, uh, there the Americans have won. The French have always resisted, saying it's uh, uh, geographically limited and the military defensive alliance and so on. But now it, uh, it's fighting in Afghanistan, it's uh, helping in Kosovo, uh, in, uh, even in Africa. The, uh, it is uh, the, uh, the slogan, out of area or out of business, there is no longer really a, a NATO area. Uh, the, there are two problems which uh, uh, then come from this. The, the other uh, generalization uh, is uh, the functional one. Uh, should uh, NATO be the organization which deals with, uh, with the economy, which deals with the environment, which deals with culture? Uh, there are some articles in, its, uh, in the NATO charter, but is NATO made uh, for that? And more generally, I remember at the time of the enlargement, the great uh, thing uh, was to say to the Russians, but don't worry, it's not uh, directed against you. NATO is not a military, military alliance uh, any longer. It's a security thing. It was beginning to look like CSE and CSE like the UN, a kind of general uh, thing uh, and so on. But if that's uh, the case, uh, uh, what do, uh, do they do fighting uh, here and there? And uh, the question of the uh, enlargement ultimately to what the Russians really care about, uh, Ukraine and uh, Georgia, uh, puts it, uh, is uh, uh, really very delicate. I'm uh, second really to none in uh, uh, hoping uh, for uh, uh, Ukraine and uh, uh, Georgia to uh, uh, become uh, part of uh, Europe and uh, to become real democracies. On the other hand, uh, uh, without defending the Russians are very critical of the Putin regime and of the people who don't protest against uh, the attempts uh, against human rights and all that. But uh, this being said, uh, if one were a Russian to see NATO uh, everywhere uh, around uh, uh, Russia, one uh, uh, would feel justified in uh, feeling encircled. So uh, can one combine uh, the, the two uh,
conceptions of NATO. Obviously, what uh, the East Europeans, and I come from Eastern Europe myself, I, I can understand them. What they want is old NATO, is uh, protection against uh, an eventual uh, rebirth of the uh, Russian uh, threat, and they have some reasons, cybernetic war against Estonia, blockade against uh, Ukraine and Georgia, and so on. On the other hand, that's uh, a very different conception from uh, the one uh, NATO being uh, becoming a, a worldwide uh, alliance uh, or uh, the uh, really military arm of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, the UN. And beyond that uh, is uh, the question uh, of the alliance of democracies, whether it should uh, be a public thing like that, uh, but who is going to decide uh, uh, who is a democracy or not. The less a democracy uh, a regime is democratic, the more it calls itself democratic, the democratic Kampucha, the, the democratic uh, the GDR, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and so on. So is it we, the West, who say uh, you are a real democracy? Here we come back to the thing, uh, is it an alliance of the West against the others, and uh, should one emphasize its uh, uh, military thing or not, uh, there are many proposals uh, which uh, in a way seem to me uh, to not to take into account what uh, I, along with the, uh, Karl Kaiser's uh, Harvard students, uh, was emphasizing that we are in a new uh, world uh, in, in which uh, we don't have a world in two. And, uh, we are not a besieged uh, fortress. On the other hand, uh, uh, we uh, cannot be the ones who uh, <coughs> dictate uh, what uh, should uh, uh, be done universally because uh, we have to deal with people like uh, Russia and China, which we need, which are both uh, 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 very uh, collaborators on uh, Iran or on uh, uh, the financing of the uh, American budget or, or, or whatever, and the competitors for oil, uh, China, and uh, <laughs> adversaries in terms uh, uh, of uh, what's going on, uh, human uh, rights uh, and, and uh, blocking of uh, Western policies. So it's a very complex situation where it's uh, very uh, hard to make these grand proposals, which are Western proposals, which will, which which, uh, will be seen by the rest of the world as another uh, example of arrogance when we no longer have the power to impose them. For instance, uh, Mr. Uh, Balladur, uh, the former French Prime Minister, has proposed first uh, a European, uh, uh, new European Union, uh, uh, going further than the treaties uh, uh, which have uh, the one uh, which has been rejected and the one which has uh, uh, just uh, been uh, um uh, been adopted, but which may well fail against uh, referendum in uh, Ireland, or uh, if God forbid there is one in Britain, uh, uh, and so on. And uh, the uh, um, and then uh, a union between uh, the uh, uh, Western Europe uh, and the United States, and uh, five uh, former uh, chiefs of staff uh, uh, of uh, uh, the five uh, countries. Uh, uh, the former Sakur, General, I, I, I cannot pronounce him in a way which doesn't mix him up with the Prime Minister of Georgia, Shalak, oh well, Shai, something, it, it ends with Willie, right? it starts with Shah and it ends with Willie. 
Uh, and uh, General Naumann from Germany, uh, uh, Field Marshal Lord Hinge from, uh, from Britain, and uh, to everybody's surprise, Admiral Noxad uh, from France, they have something which is ultra-NATO, uh, unity, majority thing uh, there, uh, uh, unity of uh, operational command, and the treaty between the European Union, uh, three-corner treaty between the European Union, NATO, and the United States, as if uh, NATO and the United States were uh, quite strangers to, to each other. Uh, so uh, the, uh, these seem to me uh, uh, things which don't uh, take into account the way the world has changed. And on the other hand, uh, in, in the same page of Le Monde and that, there was this thing which still puzzles me uh, of uh, uh, Henry Kissinger, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Sam Nunn, uh, uh, William Perry, and uh, uh, who was a fourth one. There were two Republicans and two, uh, two Democrats. Uh, yeah, the, the Schultz, uh, uh, asking for uh, the abrogation of nuclear weapons. So uh, th this may be a worthy goal. I started in the early 60s, and I'm still persuaded by what uh, the studies which were made then by Tom Schelling, by Bob Osgood, uh, uh, saying uh, uh, you can't uh, police uh, general disarmament, and then someone who uh, has kept uh, a bomb in a suitcase, uh, then he remains uh, the, the only one, the most stable thing is not this mad uh, arms race, but uh, uh, very low uh, level, uh, uh, maybe a hundred or uh, something uh, uh, like that, and so on. But these people who all their life uh, have uh, um, uh, done with and defended uh, nuclear deterrence, uh, including the arms race, all of a sudden they say, no, no, no it's too dangerous, let's uh, get rid of it. But what about China, Russia, and so on? I, I think uh, uh, inevitably uh, people in the South will say, ah, you lived fine when you, you were the only ones to have the uh, nuclear weapons. Now that we are uh, coming to them, you want to abolish them. Well, uh, why don't you start abolish yours and then we'll see, or why don't you let us catch up and then we'll all abolish them together. But I think it's inconceivable uh, that because if the... Uh, uh, I am the first one that there was an issue in international affairs a few months ago in which I participated, in which I, I, I agree that the, the NPT had two sides and that the, uh, the uh, uh, nuclear powers were supposed to progress towards disarmament, but I can certainly say that nobody in France, at least certainly not General de Gaulle, uh, meant it seriously. Uh, uh, that doesn't mean that one should accelerate the arms race uh, and so on. But with the exception of perhaps Reagan and Gorbachev uh, at Reykjavik, uh, uh, nobody really thought uh, seriously in any government that one could really abolish uh, uh, nuclear weapons. Uh, and I, I think it's not realistic from the point of view of the West, and it's uh, going to be seen uh, again as a, a double standard uh, um, by, uh, by the others. So I'm... Uh, Always coming back to that, uh, 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 
it's, uh, when we think of uh, institutions, we must think of uh, the existing uh, problems. And uh, here I must uh, uh, say, pay homage to what is an inspiration for me in this uh, lecture, and uh, one of the authors is here, uh, the Adelphi paper by uh, Dana Allen, Gilles Grammy, Guy Samor, and uh, who was, I always forget the first one, pardon me? Ah, yeah, Philip Herrera, uh, which I think uh, uh, is extremely reasonable because it deals with the political problems. It starts from these problems, uh, uh, terrorism, uh, proliferation, and so on, and then he sees its impact uh, on uh, uh, the uh, transatlantic relations and to what extent are the reactions of the Americans and the Europeans uh, uh, together, and can uh, uh, different, and can one find a uh, middle solution, and it's not automatically the middle. It, uh, 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 passes judgment in a way uh, with, uh, which I uh, uh, sympathize. Uh, there is perhaps a nuance which gives me a uh, transition to the uh, next uh, uh, point, uh, that uh, it, it ends uh, with uh, uh, an opposition between the conservative uh, uh, point of view or realist and uh, the uh, grand ideological offensive thing uh, practiced by uh, the uh, Bush uh, administration. And uh, I am certainly uh, as critical as they are of the second term of the alternative. I don't know if conservatism and uh, realism are uh, enough in a world which uh, is very much moving. So my own uh, thing is uh, you must uh, have uh, uh, goals uh, uh, which uh, uh, try to change uh, things uh, and to influence the changes which are already taken place. You cannot uh, uh, just uh, stay with the status quo. But that doesn't mean uh, even if you have this ultimate goal that first it shouldn't be adapted to the situation, you cannot dictate it, or your conception of democracy, or your uh, conception of what's at stake in the Middle East, uh, and so on, the good ones and the bad ones, and so on. Uh, and, uh, but uh, secondly, there is a matter of tactics, there is a matter of going step by step, and of uh, seeing the, the reactions, uh, and so on. So uh, uh, my, uh, what I did also in another paper, in the American interest is to uh, uh, take my uh, uh, reference from Machiavelli, saying uh, the great politician should be a lion, but should also be a fox. Uh, and there is a, a, a combination, uh, and uh, uh, I'll end that, uh, that in a moment. Uh, I think uh, in strategy, I mean the um, country uh, of the indirect approach, and uh, very often, I think also with Iran and so on, one should embed uh, uh, the uh, uh, policies one wants in uh, uh, a general framework uh, which uh, uh, concerns also us and uh, which is uh, country neutral, as uh, Jargon uh, says, and which allows for, uh, uh, for uh, reciprocity. So uh, what are uh, the, uh, these famous uh, changes uh, which I uh, um, uh, keep uh, uh, mentioning? Uh, there is uh, uh, one uh, which is, uh, 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 I think, obvious. Uh, there is uh, a decline not in the United States as a society, which is still extremely vital, extremely vibrant. Uh, its demography shows it, even if it's in a uh, crisis now, it has uh, uh, an 
ability to renew itself, uh, which may be uh, demonstrated also now in this election, which uh, is uh, very rarely uh, met uh, in Europe, but yet uh, still uh, partly as a consequence of Iraq and of uh, uh, the Bush administration, partly uh, inevitably as a consequence of uh, 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 historical uh, trends, uh, it's uh, uh, the days of its uh, uh, hegemony or de facto hegemony on the world uh, are, uh, I think, uh, uh, numbered or, uh, uh, or uh, de declining. Uh, and uh, Europe e even more. Uh, uh, one of our uh, Russian colleagues, Dmitry Trenin, has uh, uh, summed up uh, the Russian view of the situation uh, by saying uh, uh, America down, Russia up, and uh, Europe out. <laughs> and uh, there is, unfortunately, from our point of view, something to that. I don't know if uh, uh, beyond uh, uh, the, the price of oil, but which looks, uh, looks uh, like being here to stay for quite a while, uh, Russia is so much up. There are many other indicators which are uh, down, like uh, demography, health, uh, and, uh, and reform of the economy. Uh, I don't know if Europe is out, but it's incredible the, the contempt with which I was in Moscow in June, with which the Russians uh, talk now about uh, Europe, saying you are being stopped. It was at the time of the Kaczynski brothers. You are being stopped by a country like Poland. Uh, and uh, the, uh, 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 they say to the French ambassador, uh, uh, what, uh, does it still exist, this thing of yours? How do you call it? E, uh, 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 EBSP, EMC, and so on. I didn't hear about it lately, uh, uh, and so on. So there is uh, this atmosphere. And uh, uh, so, and one saw it also already in uh, 2003 when the uh, United States uh, uh, could not uh, uh, bring uh, uh, Mexico, Chile, and so on to vote uh, with the, uh, uh, for the resolution uh, on Iraq. There is uh, the uh, geographic uh, change, uh, the ascent of Asia on which uh, everybody uh, talks, uh, which is real, the, uh, China and India. I often say uh, uh, there was this uh, uh, rather silly, I thought, uh, debate at, uh, at one time, time between uh, Condi Rice and Bill Pan, uh, actually at ISS, uh, uh, be between whether multipolarity is better or unipolarity. Okay, we have multipolarity, <laughs> but uh, it's more. Uh, uh, India, which one didn't expect, Brazil, and so on, then uh, Europe and Japan, uh, then uh, as uh, one saw. And even if one doesn't talk in these terms of decline, for the transatlantic relationship, of necessity, the United States looks more uh, also with demographic changes to Latin America and Asia, and uh, Europe with immigration from uh, the South looks more uh, towards uh, the, the Maghreb and so on. There is a greater power of resistance of small uh, states like uh, first Mr. Chavez is uh, doing every day, uh, the ascent of uh, Iran is not a small state, and so on. There is the arrival, uh, this I don't agree with, uh, on very much with uh, President Bush, but on this thing that uh, the mixture of fanaticism and uh, terrorism is the greatest danger, that uh, people who uh, believe uh, uh, 
uh, in uh, uh, who thought suicide and who believe in ultimate salvation uh, and who believe that everybody is not of the religion is guilty, uh, combatant or non-combatant, introduce uh, something, uh, um, something no deterrence is based on the fear, ritual fear of suicide. It doesn't work uh, for people who don't have, uh, have a territory on which to retaliate and uh, uh, who uh, rather are courting suicide. And there is the power of uh, uh, groups uh, with the money going uh, around and uh, military technology being cheaper. And there is, this is what I insist more, this kind of intangible but general, I think, uh, uh, revolt of the south of the former colonized, of people who think now our time has come. The reactions even before the mistakes of the Americans in uh, Iran, the number of reactions in the south saying, well, it serves them well, they have Swiss out dead, we uh, always have that one, doesn't talk about it so much, and it must be a conspiracy of uh, uh, the Pentagon and uh, uh, of Israel uh, and uh, um, I have a colleague who was in uh, Mexico uh, at that time who was very shaken and all his students and colleagues uh, were saying no pity for the powerful. There is this uh, feeling of a schadenfreude of the people who think uh, they have been <coughs> oppressed and that uh, now there is a revanche. So uh, I think uh, um, uh, there is this kind of uh, very uh, difficult uh, situ situation where uh, power uh, has taken many forms. Uh, you, the, there is a power to destroy. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm beginning to be tired of hearing of the Jonah speak of the uh, distinction between hard power and soft power, but it's true. Uh, but uh, the um, uh, in general, the power to destroy, the power uh, uh, to uh, persuade, the power to build and to reconstruct uh, uh, are uh, certainly not the same. And I think power is more diverse and more, uh, is less asymmetrical even in uh, military terms, there is beginning to have an access to technologies, the famous EP2s in, uh, uh, in Iraq uh, and so on. And on the other hand, uh, in terms of legitimacy, uh, there is a greater diversity. There is between uh, uh, democratic legitimacy, uh, theocratic legitimacy, a technocratic legitimacy, uh, uh, a populist one. I think these two the, the, uh, oppositions between democratic and theocratic and between technocratic and populist uh, are uh, uh, really um, uh, everywhere. Uh, so uh, uh, one of my late uh, English friends who I knew here, uh, Hedley Bull, in the, uh, the great book, which I hope is still read by students, The Anarchical uh, Society, uh, says you can live in anarchy without a world government, but there have to be a certain recognition of a certain hierarchy uh, uh, and uh, certain rules. And the question is whether we, uh, we have this uh, uh, today uh, or not, or whether even uh, the, the difference of the units of the importance of the non-state ones and the reaction of the states, uh, um, nationalism is always uh, forgotten by uh, the, the Americans in particular, uh, is uh, uh, creating a, a very great uh, problem. So, uh, last uh, question, what uh, impact uh, do, do these uh, changes I have outlined on American-European relations? 
Uh, it is a truth, I think there is some truth in what uh, um, Robert Kagan was saying about not so much as he says that uh, the European things are in a paradise of integration and so on, but uh, there are real enemies and they can do that because we protect them for the enemies, because I think the Iraq war has increased the number of the enemies and their answer is not uh, necessarily war and not the fight against terrorism. The uh, Europeans uh, have been, I think, uh, quite good and uh, quite uh, uh, cooperative. But it is true that ultimately, if it's a, a, a matter of intervention, if it's a matter of uh, uh, helping dissidents and so on, it is uh, the Europeans much more than the, the Americans, much more than the Europeans, which are much more passive, much more resigned, uh, much less able to react. There is something in terms of energy and dynamism. There was in Le Monde, uh, uh, the day before yesterday, an article by uh, Jean Fizani, uh, Ferry, who is the head of the Bruegel, uh, uh, I'm a French uh, economist, who is saying uh, uh, the consequences uh, of the present crisis seem to be greater in uh, Europe than in Asia or elsewhere, and there is no reason. Uh, Europe doesn't import so much from, uh, uh, from the United States, but others seem to be more vital to have more uh, uh, way of reacting, whereas Europe is okay when it's a favorable environment, but doesn't seem uh, to have uh, uh, the, the dynamism or the guts of the use uh, for uh, uh, doing it. On the other hand, the United States are, as, uh, uh, to a great extent, as uh, Morgan Albright says, indispensable nation, but it also happens that they are very often the impossible, na uh, the impossible power, the uh, an unacceptable power that uh, uh, to give the tips of death to the uh, Democrats uh, which we try to protect in Egypt or in Russia, or then abandon them, and they, uh, they are afraid when they, are pro when they receive American money, and they are uh, afraid when they are abandoned by, uh, by the Americans. And uh, uh, I don't know, for instance, in, uh, uh, I saw recently uh, Anatole Lieben, who many of uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he's become a rather anti-American, but uh, he knows India and Pakistan very well. He says that Musharraf wasn't so bad, but that he was unpopular above all because of his association with the Americans. And uh, uh, very uh, often I, I notice, for instance, Kosovo, I've been very uh, interested in Kosovo, uh, the, uh, the countries of the South don't rush to recognize uh, Kosovo, both because they have minorities, but also because it looks like a Western affair, like an American affair, the only place where uh, there are American flags and bushes uh, uh, applauded, uh, uh, and so on. So there is this thing that uh, 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 Americans are indispensable, but very often uh, they want to save the world and uh, they make things uh, world uh, uh, by their uh, uh, optimism or by their manichaeism uh, and, and so on. And uh, Europe is in the situation of uh, being the third uh, person, which usually is right, uh, but uh, there's a French uh, proverb, uh, uh, si jeunesse savait, si vieillesse pouvait, if only the youth uh, would know and if only the old uh, could. And uh, Europe is a little bit in the situation of the old uh, wise people who say, no, no, uh, be careful, uh, this is going to uh, be a disaster. And usually they are right, but uh, uh, they are not the ones who are doing, they are doing something very important by their own uh, union and uh, uh, 
Europe, as uh, uh, um, Robert Cooper has said once, they are in a kind of uh, empire in spite of itself. Uh, they are uh, acting by uh, the, uh, the example uh, they're giving and by people wanting to come to, uh, uh, to join them, at which point uh, currently they say, my God, no, no, can't you stay where you are? Uh, our public uh, won't uh, accept you. So ideally, these uh, two things uh, would be uh, united, but uh, they, uh, uh, they are very difficult uh, to uh, bring together. And if they are brought together, I uh, end where I began uh, uh, when I, I spoke earlier, I think they have to be integrated in uh, a vision which uh, can be accepted by everybody, which doesn't uh, presume that we are uh, uh, the holders of the universal values and uh, uh, the other are uh, people who hate these values or uh, uh, who are uh, just fanatics. The, the struggle is about the third party, about the populations which uh, 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 our, uh, the enemies of the West claim to be representing and uh, try to mobilize them and uh, who, uh, who uh, um, uh, uh, our uh, attitudes, for instance, we, uh, as in the uh, current uh, uh, issue of Prospect, the former correspondent of uh, The Economist in Iran, uh, Christopher de Beleg, uh, uh, says uh, we are building up uh, Ahmadinejad uh, every day. You, you are at the source of his uh, popularity. He is uh, uh, unpopular because he doesn't deliver economically, but he's popular because he's the one which stands up uh, to the West and so on. So a more indirect thing, trying to uh, play uh, not uh, the sanctions, which was obvious that they couldn't uh, work and that the military option is much too dangerous. So uh, to try to uh, open, uh, to divide, to open, to uh, say, uh, say to more uh, moderate people, if you uh, get rid of all this nonsense uh, uh, with uh, uh, Israel and so on. Uh, uh, of course, we had the, you had the bomb, but uh, can't you uh, not have any uh, explosions and be a special power and so on? Uh, uh, if not, uh, maybe it will come to a conflagration. One has to have a much more complex and indirect uh, policy. No matter what uh, after uh, uh, thoughts one has uh, uh, there, uh, Coral Bell wrote once about American hegemony and the pretense of concert, saying, of course there is an American hegemony, but we, we, it will be only accepted if the others have an impression uh, that they have uh, really a voice. In the same way, uh, one uh, could say uh, uh, that there is Western solidarity, but uh, it must be also embedded into a kind of general uh, thing which involves uh, uh, reciprocity and uh, which involves uh, changes among us if we want to have changes among the other. So I think uh, one has to have a kind of a European caucus within the, the West in front of the Americans and the Western caucus within the uh, universal institutions uh, more than uh, uh, a position of either uh, withdrawal or uh, the besieged uh, fortress uh, uh, or uh, uh, having a claim to speak for mankind, uh, which is no longer accepted by the majority of mankind. Thank you. That leaves us a little over half an hour for questions and discussion. Uh, 
your names and wish creation or force as you get up. While you're thinking, I'll just start off by saying, Pierre, at one point I, I thought you were about to say that the great achievement of, of Western Sarkozy would be to rejoin NATO just as NATO disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in a sense, your, your argument is, is pushing that. Direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm myself struck by the number of well informed Americans who are saying to your friends, don't assume that life will be too different under an Obama or Clinton presidency. I listened to three people uh, from different institutions in Washington and elsewhere a week who were clearly writing one of the many, many papers for a new democratic administration, and I lost count of the number of times they talked about reasserting American leadership. Of course, a different American leadership, a much more constructive American leadership, but nevertheless, American leadership, which of course Europeans will follow because we share American values, etc., etc. So I think the task of reconstructing a West on a more consultative, cooperative basis is an extremely difficult one, even before one begins to get to how the Europeans will present a new administration with a coherent position. That's enough for me. Now let me have the luck to be on the floor. Many people are really picking up your point about many people who think that maybe the last seven years has been a bit of a blip between the US and Europe. And of course, remember September 2001, America became the wounded tiger. It would take a long time to get over that. In terms of international order in the future, is there not a role for the United States and Europe to come together in different roles, a bit like Miami Vice, I suppose? Europe playing the soft role, the United States playing the hard role. What value would that give, certainly in terms of bringing Hamas properly into the debate in Israel Palestine? Should, uh, should I answer each time, or uh, the, do you want to group the questions? Let's take two or three, and then you can, okay. you can relax and luxuriate in your answer. Yeah. Um,
you can't, uh, you know, both our countries, France, Britain, have had very decent uh, uh, regimes at home, but having very violent uh, repressions in India in the middle of the century, or even in uh, Algeria, in Madagascar in uh, the late uh, 40s. But uh, today, uh, everything you do is immediately with uh, 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 the uh, uh, photog uh, photography and uh, hey, it's on Al Jazeera, it's everywhere. Uh, the, uh, the, that uh, woman at uh, uh, Abu Ghraib, I think it was, uh, sends a picture, look at me on top of a prisoner <laughs> and so on. And uh, it's a disaster because in a way uh, this is what uh, the enemies uh, want. Uh, the so, that, uh, that's horrible. But in general, and uh, I think uh, uh, William alluded to that, uh, I think most Americans have not uh, realized uh, how much the world has changed. There are some things in Obama which is uh, uh, he's very busy retreating in the campaign in order not to appear uh, anti-American and so on. And uh, if you look at the, the uh, publications which uh, vaguely associated the American interests, the issue I uh, just uh, read, there is a thing by um, Barry Posen uh, uh, who is for a policy of restraint and everybody says it's a policy of restraint. I, I think the idea uh, that uh, we are necessarily the good guys and who is against us is the bad guys and at any rate it's for us uh, to lead uh, is uh, very much uh, uh, ingrained and uh, that uh, in a way part of the reaction is that the American public, it is changing, but uh, uh, has very little awareness of the complexities of the world, as you know better uh, than I, in terms of the languages and so on. I, I remember I was at the ISS conference just uh, two days after the uh, September 11 in Geneva. I suppose you were there uh, too. Uh, and uh, Mr. Dib, uh, the former ch chief of Australian intelligence, claimed, it seems to me so extraordinary, that with all the refugees, there was not one uh, person in the CIA and so on who knew Pashtun. Uh, language and so on. There is a terrible deficiency. There are some excellent experts, but in general, uh, there is a, a terrible deficiency on that. And hence, uh, uh, I, I do think that, uh, as is only normal when you are the most powerful uh, and so on, the uh, United States has uh, uh, been slow in adjusting to these uh, new uh, phenomena of the world which I talked about. Uh, and that doesn't mean the great temptation for the uh, Europeans uh, would be a resignation not to do anything about it. So the question is to be aware of it, to be aware that things have changed, but uh, that uh, we still have sometimes to use force, uh, but it depends how and come. And, and then uh, now uh, Dana's question, which is one uh, with which we have struggled uh, uh, very much uh, in, in Paris with uh, mutual friends, uh, Gilles Andriani. We had the study group about intervention, and the basis of that study group was we wanted to ask ourselves why were we for the intervention in Bosnia and Kosovo and uh, uh, not and against the intervention in Iraq. When were, were we right in both cases, or maybe we were wrong? And one is tempted, uh, I myself, I, I say so, uh, uh, 
I am tempted to think that uh, I wrote once uh, an article saying plaidoyer for the ambiguous intervention, saying no intervention will be pure, but still one has to go in and so on. And, and now I would be uh, more prudent because I hadn't thought uh, enough that it's not enough to intervene, but uh, what uh, happens afterwards, and you can't uh, build this expression of nation building as well. Uh, one can uh, help for institutions, one can help for security, but the idea that one builds the nation for someone else. There were things which were uh, quite naive, which I think um, Kushner uh, was uh, still uh, uh, sharing. Uh, uh, I remember once there was an interview on television where uh, 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 he was told, where is this book edited by uh, Pierre who says there was a grand uh, period in the 90s where one thought uh, the Dradanger arms intervention, but now we are in a much harder world which this has been hijacked and there is uh, much more power. Lillian said, no, I don't think at all uh, uh, the, the uh, intervention goes forward uh, and so on. And now he's seen <laughs> that it's not the case. And there was a meeting the other day where he says uh, in Darfur we don't uh, succeed in anything, and even if we succeed in something, it will be uh, the last intervention in this period, uh, my dear Pierre. Uh, so uh, he's conceding that now situations is more complicated, situations are uh, less favorable, and so on. This being said, I uh, still uh, uh, believe uh, that uh, we were right in the Balkans and that at least there are no genocides and I don't know how the atmosphere is here, but I am rather shocked by the almost universally negative uh, uh, way in which the uh, independence of uh, uh, Kosovo, which is uh, um, uh, half independence uh, with a kind of European uh, protectorate and uh, uh, where after three years of negotiation, first Mr. Atisari, then the Troika with a Russian in it, and in which the main occupation was to try to protect the safety uh, of, the, uh, and, uh, of the Serbs and uh, letting them be paid by Belgrade and so on, that uh, now uh, everybody says, oh my God, one famous uh, ethnic nationalism, one is, is doing ethnic cleansing, when, uh, how could one conceive that when everyone else has left, uh, when uh, Montenegro uh, and so on has left, that uh, uh, after what happened, after the 10 years uh, uh, of uh, uh, apartheid and so on, uh, uh, the Albanians will be the only uh, um, uh, province which will remain. Uh, it's the uh, impossible, uh, the inevitable thing of the end of Yugoslavia, and at least at that time one prevented the new Srebrenica uh, and so on, and it's going to be a mess, and there are going to be other incidents, and I don't know if uh, Europe uh, will be up to the task, and, uh, 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 and there are a lot of uh, uh, very bad things, but I think it was uh, the right thing to do, and it is the uh, right thing to do today to uh, uh, take this, uh, uh, this task. Now about uh, France, I always uh, hate to be uh, asked about that. I often say the country I know least is France. Uh, first I was for four months in Canada, then I, uh, I never interview people, I don't uh, live in the circles. All I can say is that uh, certainly Sarkozy is uh, um, uh, more pro-American and more pro-Israeli than what Beijing calls uh, the Golo Mitterrand uh, consensus. Uh, but 
he, uh, before to asking Kushner, he asked uh, Vedrin to be foreign minister, and they are polar opposites uh, on the French uh, uh, spectrum. Uh, so I don't know what his uh, view is. I don't know only uh, Europe, uh, where his speechwriter is anti-European, uh, is what you know at the referendum, and uh, he has a, uh, uh, one of the closest collaborators of the law, Jouet, who is the minister of Europe. So th these two men don't have one idea in common. Uh, and uh, so I, I really, uh, really don't know. And he has a way uh, of uh, taking uh, uh, things which come from his staff, uh, uh, religion. I'm not sure he cares uh, so much about uh, this uh, speech in Latin or the speech in Africa and so on. These are uh, things uh, one has the impression that he, he, he was an extraordinary tactician in uh, uh, getting to be president of France, which he, as he says himself, since the age of 15, he wanted to be president of France. He did that. But ever since, one has the impression that he uh, acts on impulsions and on things fed by his staff, and that there is no coherent uh, line except this, uh, uh, <coughs> as I said, this, uh, uh, he doesn't have the kind of uh, anti capitalist thing which uh, is common to the Gaullists and uh, to, to the left. He's, uh, 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 and uh, uh, he, during his electoral campaign, he said he would withdraw the troops from Afghanistan. Now uh, he says he uh, he's going to uh, increase them, but uh, he seems to be extremely uh, influenced by, uh, uh, both by his staff and by external pressures on Europe. I, I, I don't know, as you know, uh, uh, his relations with Merkel are very bad. Uh, uh, he, uh, without consultation, he uh, uh, just uh, drew out of his pocket this idea of a Mediterranean uh, Union. Uh, I just don't know uh, what to make of his uh, uh, policy. In general, uh, I, uh, uh, all my life, like my uh, teacher Remo Aron and so on, we've been accused of the Gaulis of being in the pay of the CIA or of being the I certainly don't believe uh, that uh, uh, Europe should be built on the basis of uh, hostility to the United States. Uh, so I, uh, uh, I welcome a rapprochement with the United uh, States, uh, but I, I just uh, don't understand uh, uh, what he wants to do, really, where he, uh, how far he, he will uh, go, uh, and uh, on some things like uh, uh, the Middle East, uh, uh, you know, it's been, there was a negotiation with Syria, which officially it's a strange government that Kushner had started the negotiation with the Syrians about Lebanon. I, I, I'm not unveiling any secret because Kushner has told it all to the New York Times Sunday magazine. Uh, it is extraordinary. Uh, it was interrupted, and the uh, uh, Secretary of the Elysee, who is innocent of any contact or knowledge of the Middle East, uh, who was a, a prefet of saint uh, uh, he, uh, he went there and started negotiating with uh, uh, Syrians. It was an absolute failure. Uh, and uh, then 
Kushner uh, goes and says to the New York Times magazine, yeah, these people have no experience, they don't know uh, anything, uh, and so on. Uh, so he's told, but Levit, uh, uh, who is a very good professional, the former ambassador to the UN to Washington, was there too. He said, yeah, but he has no influence. He agrees with me, but he can't say so. Uh, minister, exercise says so. He doesn't resign. Uh, he isn't fired. Uh, so uh, they, uh, everything is done by Sarkozy and his little circle, but the ministers uh, have the freedom to, to criticize Gaddafi's uh, uh, reception and so on. So it's, uh, uh, I, fortunately, I'm an irresponsible intellectual. I'm not here uh, uh, to give uh, a favorable reading of uh, uh, my own government, but I, I, I'm not necessarily against uh, uh, what he does on Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Fridays, but I'm against what he does on Tuesdays, Thursdays, uh, and Saturdays. And, uh, <laughs> Let's take some more questions. <coughs> My name is Jim Kennedy. As a mint octogenarian, I'm no longer affiliated. I endorse your remark that mass opinion in the USA has a very parochial view of the world, partly just come from the press, uh, and more essentially tell us to look at the history of the formation of the USA. This explains why the world is viewed in, in a highly historical view of the uh, Now the question. Regarding Palestine, Israel relations, you mentioned My lecture was the opposite. No, I, I'm very surprised by this question. I, I, I come, uh, uh, I, I, I come back uh, uh, to those. 
On the uh, UN, I, I didn't see uh, this declaration. I'm a little surprised because, uh, especially with this new uh, Secretary General, uh, one has the impression he's absolutely uh, uh, incapable of uh, taking uh, reposition. He was brought by the Americans, as always, at uh, the beginning, and so on. And he keeps saying, I, uh, the declaration I saw, the uh, same was his uh, Kosovo, it's always calling both sides to uh, restraint. But I uh, saw uh, the departing uh, um, uh, report of uh, the previous uh, representative uh, to uh, uh, the Middle East, uh, De Soto, the brother of Alvaro De Soto, which was scathing about the role of the UN, saying it's simply aligned on the Americans and it doesn't do anything and it doesn't take. Uh, so I, uh, I uh, am exactly on your line. I think the UN plus the Americans, I, I, I think basically uh, in uh, Lebanon, I don't know how it will finish, but uh, I think as uh, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, that I forgot the, uh, the name of the uh, former uh, foreign minister of Israel, uh, uh, who is, uh, the, uh, pardon? No, former, former. Uh, the, the, the one who was in the Camp David when it failed, uh, Ben Ami. Uh, and he says we never succeed to, uh, there should be a, a, a force uh, coming there uh, and it should have American it should be under the auspices of the UN but the Israelis don't like uh, the, uh, the UN the other, it should have uh, both Europeans and Americans under the auspices of the UN I don't know if it would work but uh, certainly it would be but uh, uh, it seems to me now uh, if one looks also at uh, Darfur, I, I uh, have a, a very good friend with some of us uh, know, Jean-Marie Guénaud, who is uh, Deputy Secretary for Peace Operations, and uh, he is desperate. He's running uh, around uh, for years to find a helicopter uh, from the Jordanians or, uh, or something in, uh, in, uh, uh, for Darfur, and uh, uh, there is a responsibility to protect. There is uh, genocide or not genocide, and uh, nothing really happens. Some Africanists think uh, nothing should happen in terms of intervention. One should negotiate. I, I don't know it, but I know that uh, the UN now Nowadays, it can't do much uh, uh, without the states. Uh, for the only thing which has been uh, <coughs> alluded to, I, I, I know uh, concretely, uh, this was uh, the tragedy of uh, uh, the uh, in Bosnia that one uh, was doing uh, uh, free, uh, how was it called, uh, free uh, safe zones uh, uh, and so on. But uh, uh, the UN didn't have the people, didn't have the mandate, uh, uh, wanted uh, 38,000 people and uh, got 5,000 uh, and so on. And it was a disaster. So uh, the uh, mutual uh, recriminations of uh, the Secretariat of the States are, uh, each one is right against the other. So uh, I, I think UN is a great hope, but nowadays, uh, uh, I, I hope I'm glad of what you uh, said, but beyond the, the condemnation of a, uh, a representative, uh, whether the UN can do something, the Security Council, the American, we voted, and uh, the 
the present Secretary General, I think, uh, has learned the lesson of uh, Hammarskjöld and of Kofi Annan, that if he takes two independent uh, positions, uh, then the uh, states will uh, pound on him. So I, uh, I uh, don't know, yeah, just a second, I am trying to answer the, the others uh, too. Uh, so I hope you are right and it's a, um, a new trend, but I wasn't aware of that. Now, hard power and soft power, you should ask uh, uh, John I, uh, because he keeps uh, repeating that all the time. He himself says there are two faces of the same uh, coin. I saw him uh, the other day in, in Paris, and he was saying in, uh, in the States he always emphasizes the importance of soft power. With the Europeans, he emphasizes the importance of hard power. There, there, is, uh, there has to be a combination of the two. But this is for a very long time I've been interested in that, in deconstructing the concept of power and seeing when the, do the different dimensions add up and when do they counteract each other because sometimes your hard power, it's like the perennial point about strategy and counter-interaction, should you uh, do search and destroy or should you do winning hearts and minds? Obviously you should do uh, both. You should search and destroy the terrorists, you should do win hearts and minds of them, but uh, when you search and destroy the terrorists, you are making uh, uh, civilian uh, uh, victims and, uh, uh, and there was a Fallujah in Iraq. The first time they didn't go in in order not to have casualties, the second time they did go in. Uh, so uh, it's a very fine uh, balance. Uh, ideally, they work together, but very often they work uh, at cross purposes uh, from, uh, from each other. Uh, now, uh, about what you said, yes, uh, all my point uh, was uh, that uh, uh, I thought uh, you cannot have this idea of all working together. Uh, uh, they, uh, to the extent they, they work uh, uh, together, it should be embedded in something with, with the others, uh, the, uh, and that uh, uh, there are no more exclusive uh, uh, things because, uh, A, we have different uh, uh, priorities, uh, Asia, Latin America, and so on, and secondly, because uh, uh, our analysis is different, and uh, uh, then we should uh, try to uh, uh, oppose uh, what we uh, don't like. What I do think is that there are uh, some uh, uh, limits uh, to that, that one uh, uh, should say uh, you, uh, you are... Uh,
much affected by what he regarded as the parochiality of the think tank debate mm. within Washington mm. and the extent to which there are severe limits to what is acceptable to say within the Washington yeah. Well, he found time. another think tank where he can say if he moved from Carnegie to the American president. By the extent to which the, the, the discussion of international relations within the American academic community is yeah. also bounded yeah. and very uh, introverted yeah. that other perspectives do not themselves get uh, aired because there is a really heavy conventionalism. And, and I particularly remember going on behalf of the LSE to uh, represent us at a, a, a meeting of the uh, Council of American Institutes, uh, American Schools of International and Public Affairs in November <coughs> 2001, to which Condi Rice came and said, we ought to have been teaching the role of the Middle East politics, mm -hmm. and we have not been teaching it in our schools of international affairs. Fascinating, isn't yeah. it? It was a major area. These are all large questions. I would simply like to thank you very much for raising a number of very large questions. Um, and uh, we hope that NATO will survive long enough for the French to be joined, uh, and perhaps for a little while afterwards. And uh, thank you again, and welcome back to the LSE uh, again after so many years. Thank you.